Welcome to Armchair Preaching, a podcast of the First Presbyterian Church in Lakeland, Florida. This is a podcast about God's Word, the beauty of the gospel, and what it takes to communicate that truth to others. I'm your host, Pastor Zach McGowan, and we're glad to be back in the armchairs with Pastor John and Pastor Rebecca as we discuss this week's messages entitled Monumental God. We hope you enjoy the conversation. Welcome back, everybody, to Armchair Preaching. After a couple of weeks off, we're back in the armchairs. Today, we've got Pastor Rebecca with us. Say hi. Hey, hi. Pastor Rebecca had uh, an interesting week yes. this yes. past Sunday. Uh, yeah. Pastor John's also here with us. Yeah. Less of an interesting week for you. Yeah, kind of a normal week there. <laughs> kind of normal. Yep. But Pastor Rebecca, you had uh, Vacation Bible School Sunday, VBS right. Sunday. So you had a whole new, uh, a whole different crop of worship leaders Tell, right. how did you did you enjoy uh your first vbs sunday here at absolutely a hundred percent what what was exciting about it to uh, you? we had all the kids up front they were all excited they were all uh, praising and worshiping god with motions um and just to see the energy of all the kids up there uh, it was it was fantastic i'm fantastic. curious because both of us watched it on online there i'm curious mm-hmm. what what you saw in the room when you were looking out in the room, or you were in the room, and what you saw in the room, how, how was the, the crowd, the, the, the parents, rest of the crowd. And grandparents? I was in the front row, and I was too busy looking ahead. Ah, yeah. But I know that a lot of the parents moved to the front row as well because they had their cameras out and they were Lots wanting to videotape, and uh, so th- there was a lot of excitement. Yeah. A lot of excitement. I, I, v- I, I'm very sorry I miss VBS Sunday. I, I love VBS Sunday. Mm-hmm. It's one of my my favorite Sundays of the year the the just to see the kids leading worship um, stuff that they've learned all week long mm-hmm. kind of coming to a head I mean you probably had 20 or 30 kids leading worship maybe somewhere maybe a little bit more than I that I thought there was maybe 200 <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, felt, it feels like that we had 240 in, during the week and then you had that portion in there I, I just always love it and you always do see the parents and and uh and and you see families that don't have church homes. Mm-hmm. They, they they show up, and so it's all a lot of fun. Yes. And, and how did you feel preaching following something like that? Uh, it was just so much fun the whole way through. Uh, it was exciting that the kids stayed. They didn't leave during the service to, to go to the children's program. They stayed, and they just joined in. I think they enjoyed it. Um, and you knew that was coming, so how did that affect your preparation for that? I know you and I talked a little bit about it because you were asking you had never seen one, so mm-hmm. what was what was a what you know some well, ideas? So I just kind of went off. Okay, the theme was monumental. Um, this is what they went over. This is what we're going to cover. It's going to be a recap for the kids, and it's going to be a lesson for all the adults. Yeah. And then I throw a puppet show at the end um, of the sermon so it goes right along with the whole god is loves his love is monumental his power is monumental yeah and john you've done special services obviously yeah. with more kids sometimes youth sundays things like that how do you approach those different types of sundays where you have a different worship style or different worship leaders maybe it's kids maybe it's teenagers maybe it's missionaries or whatever how do you approach those those weeks well, you know, probably the, the one theme that in all those that you just described is that you stay flexible, and because you flexible, and you and you understand there's some unpredictability to to the moment. You don't know what's going to happen. We were just out talking to Libby a little while ago, and and her she said her grandson was just the one going going wild up on on the stage there. So you don't you you just sort of 
plan for those things to, to be a part of the day. You know, obviously, the other thing you think about in situations like that, especially when you have, you mentioned missionaries coming in or, or guest speakers coming in. We had Greg Odgen a week ago, and you don't know, I mean, you, you give them the parameters of what the service is going to be like, but you just don't know whether they're the type that are used to, you know, 45-minute sermons and, you know, we're at 20, you know, 25-minute sermons, and you don't really know what's going to happen so you have to stay flexible in that as well yeah yeah and that and that that affects your preparation time that affects kind of you know not being rigid in 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 what you've prepared and and what what you what the outlook is but uh you know i thought i you know i i, I always enjoy i get nervous about the special Sundays because of the flexibility yeah. issue. I think they're harder in that sense yeah. because you know there's going to be different, and you, you're sort of you're thinking your way through the through, you're navigating through the changes, the different things that are happening that day in the moment. So you, as opposed to knowing exactly what's going to happen. Yeah, and we're we I think all three of us share an affinity for planning and making sure we know what's going to happen next. So you have to get into that that different headspace, especially when you're dealing with kids, right? When you're dealing with children. Or someone that you don't really know very well, you really are like, I have this could go way off the rails, and, you know. And and how to thinking through? Okay, if this happens, you know, then what? And then just also reminding ourselves that this isn't really our worship service, right? I mean, this is this is exactly this exactly. is God's moment, and God is not at all surprised about what's going to happen. In fact, as as you point out, John, and, and in your and both messages, God is in control. He is not even in those moments where we feel, especially when we feel out of control, which is probably exactly where God wants us uh, well, sometimes. I know there's a bonus episode with Greg Odgen com- coming up here, but uh, what, what didn't get said in that in that interview with with Greg is that that a week ago when Greg was here, which is another one of these special special Sundays, we did an unusual work that day. And so from the from the preaching point of view, from the armchair preaching point perspective, the the classic service was the one that was uh, felt that one that that day. Yeah. Because we had um, fortunately, Marsha Jones brought up a list of hymns. She said, "Sing this one." And then if that one, if he's not there yet, sing this one. If he's not there yet, sing this one. She had four hymns, and we were on hymn number three. Oh wow! And I and I said, "Okay, now we're gonna sit down, everybody, and we're gonna we're gonna pray for a little while." So I took in some. And while I'm walking down the aisle, I was like, "Man, I literally were gonna be doing the puppet show thing myself in the <laughs> in the middle in the middle of all this." And 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 in the you know, part of you goes, "I hope everybody." Is, is good spirited this. about this, yeah. and they're good, good about this, and maybe a few few won't be. But I think most people get exactly what you just said. It's like God God's going to do what God's going to do in this, and it turned out to be just a great moment for us to have someone in come, someone else come in and say, "This is what it means to be a disciple of Jesus Christ." Yeah, absolutely. Well, and this this week coming up in in Vine, at least we're dealing with another kind of nuance, which is we're dealing with structural changes in the room. Yeah. And so for the next several weeks, we're going to be dealing with that. So there's a lot of flexibility going into the the space and how we organize the service and who's doing what, where, and lighting and all this. All yes, the, everybody that's listening to this right now who go to Vine on a regular basis, be very flexible over yeah. the next two weeks next, because... Uh, and if you're not, go to Classic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah there's plenty of room in the, in the sanctuary. <laughs> classic. Plenty of room in the sanctuary, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, this week we, you, you were touching on the theme of the monumental God. Rebecca really dived into the the Joseph story from mm-hmm. yeah. from Genesis, which is what the kids were really getting into. Yes, uh, John, you you came out of Isaiah and then into the Acts uh, and into four, the yeah. into the Acts four passage, but really talking about the sovereignty of God, the the the, the love of God in the sovereignty. 
sovereignty of God. So I wonder, John, if you kind of just unpack, you know, you, you talked in, in your message a little bit about why this was so important to you. You go back to your peach tree days and things mm-hmm. like that. But this particular uh, idea that of God's sovereign control, why is it so important for you to be able to communicate that wow. with the wider congregation? Yeah. Well, I got goosebumps just here, and you just saying it again because it's yeah. one of those kind of things that's so near and so dear. Because I, I really got to it at the end. It's like if, if God's not that, then what's the point? Yeah. And it's that it's that that stark of a of a con, of a concept for us to say if God is not this sovereign, great, majestic, transcendent, beautiful, powerful, knowing, omniscient God, then then he it doesn't even, he shouldn't be worshipped. And we shouldn't be doing anything that we're doing. It's just sort of misses the point. But because he is, yeah, makes it makes it it makes me feel like all the difficult parts of 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 doing ministry in the in the Church of Jesus Christ is worth every bit of it. Not that I like every bit bit of the difficult parts. Just know that it's worth it to to have that kind of effort. So it was just. To, to answer your question, it's just it's it's at such a deep and a visceral level of, of significance to me personally, um, and I'm I'm in our tradition. I mean, I'm, I'm uh, and a pre- as Presbyterians, I will say this that I've had I probably had a half a dozen people come up and said I felt like I heard a Presbyterian sermon in a Presbyterian church today. Yeah. And I said, well, you did because that, that's, that's very much so. Yeah, yeah. Because that's our that's we throw our throw our weight behind this. Yeah. It starts there. Yeah, yeah. What about you, Rebecca? You you you're tackling it from a different angle. Yes. Um, really dealing. With the rise and fall of the Joseph story, but what what was what was the significance of behind that for you? Beyond the the vacation Bible school and the kids had had heard this story, but what was the significance of that for you as you're unpacking that? It goes a little bit hand in hand with the sovereignty of God. God's in control. God's on the throne. God loves us. I mean, it's it, it changes everything. I mean that. Everything we do, we live and breathe uh, in praise of God. I mean, it's just exciting. Well, and I think, and, and I think that the great thing about that that Joseph story is you see this, the the sovereign hand of God when things are terrible. Yes. When things are terrible for Joseph, when things are terrible for for the people going through famine, but God's hand is holding it the whole time. And the same thing is the case with, with that Acts chapter 4. I mean, you're talking about Peter and John who've just been tortured. I mean, we don't want to – they are tortured for the gospel, and yet they come out praising God, the sovereignty of God, and then proclaiming the hand of God. Was in every bit of those – every one of those details, the yeah. hand of God was there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It felt like a very – and I, know you, I noticed that when you were speaking, Rebecca, that it felt this this subject, monumental God, the things that all the children were learning with, and I love that you that you sort of took those five key mm-hmm. you know, teaching points. Actually, I will tell you that when I was watching it with Marley, our, our six year old granddaughter, who was on the stage on Sunday, we were rewatching it because I hadn't seen it because I wasn't wasn't there, of course. Uh, every time you said one of those things, she went, "Awesome God!" Oh, yeah. <laughs> she, she did the, the thing. That, you know, the kids had yeah. to say when you say the word, the, the phrase, call and response, call thing. and response. You say, "Awesome God!" So she was, was, "I'm out there going, awesome God!" on our back porch with with her. But it felt like when you have those, you, you do the setup, the story of Joseph. You do the setup, the story of the of Peter and and John and and all that they had gone through. And it felt like the the kind of a Sunday that it's very uh, declarational. Mm-hmm. It's one of the, it's time just to declare that this is so, mm-hmm. and uh, sometimes there's a lot of explanational, sometimes it's transformational. This felt like very declarational, almost affirmational. Like we are affirming today, and we are declaring today some truth that we we need to make sure that we have this inside of us in our bones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think sometimes we 
undercut the transformational nature of such declarative statements. I remember very distinctly, I had been in a Presbyterian church five years before I really knew what it meant to be a Presbyterian. Um, I went Only to, five? Huh, only five, yeah. I, I went to Reformed Theological Seminary, and that's really where Reformed Theology, as the name suggests in the, the name of the seminary, really became real. And when I got this idea, the, the supremacy of the, the theology that God is sovereign, I mean, that was transformational for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was like everything in my life really kind of okay now now this and it was it was like a it was like a warm blanket i mean so many people think of the this the theo, theological concept of the sovereignty of god as kind of this cold god's distant but you said it rebecca it's that god is in control and he loves us mm-hmm. it's not just god is in control right it's that god is in control and he loves us which means we're at the center of this this wonderful control how comforting that is so when you're was there a challenge for you rebecca as you're i mean you have this great story the kids already knew but did you did you sense was there a challenge for you knowing that there were so many more kids in the audience or hmm. did that really uh, wh- how did that color it for you as i really um, should say wasn't hard at all uh, i did leave out certain things like i didn't talk about potiphar's wife as much yeah yeah i, um, I love how you said she likes liked him not in a good way just um, left it at that move on <laughs> um and just you know keep it just the, the the statements i tried not to to go you know too deep or too far on anything theological um but that was fun um that was fun to do that and it was fun to throw that picture of Josh in there, too, yeah. which I found out yesterday he did not know I was going to do that. Oh, fun. Um, I had texted Monica for pictures, and she was on board. I didn't realize he didn't know. But she decided it was going to be a surprise. He knew I was going to say that um, God is bigger than Josh, but he didn't know I was going to stick the picture in, too. Oh, I'm, I'm sure he'd love that. Well, well. immediately, I guess, he looked right over at her and said, yeah, You're behind this. <laughs> You're behind this, yes. <laughs> so so but it, it does, it's interesting, though. Because in in that service, particularly that day, and you've done you've done the last few of these mm-hmm. VBS Sundays that we, we've had here, you know both of you know that 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 day especially you're going to have young believers there. Yeah, M- mostly that means young people, like young chronologically young. But yeah. but if they're coming out of families that are you know not really been around the church that much, they're going to be young adult parents yeah. who are going to be young believers a- as well. How does that shape how you speak to the crowd? I mean, for me, I, I look at it like I think, like Rebecca just said, I, I look at it as exciting because, you know, you you get this opportunity to hopefully, for those kids that have been in VBS, your your prayer is that they're the seeds of faith. If they come from unbelieving households, because let's be honest, I mean, there are kids that are that are coming. The parents use that as babysitting. It's very inexpensive, half day babysitting. Uh, um, that may be their plan to go back to the, jo- the the Joseph story, but God's plan is different, right? So our our prayer is that my prayer is that the seeds of faith are planted in those kids' lives that where they're the ones, lead, you know, the, the the verse and a child shall lead them. That 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 verse is made real in their homes. They bug their parents to mm. come to church on that Sunday, mm. and that maybe we have the opportunity to step in and plant a seed of faith in 
in the parent's life as well, and that they will have automatically be able to see a community that can support them on this journey. I mean, that's the prayer, and we've seen that bear fruit. Um, it's it, 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 and it's wonderful when you see that bear fruit. When a, I can think of families that have come here on a v, after a VBS week, come to a VBS Sunday. And the Holy Spirit starts to do something in them to say, I need to make this a part of my life. And they become a part of the life of the of FPC and they are, they're introduced to faith in Jesus Christ themselves. And, and their, their families go through that slow but beautiful transformation process. To me, it is, it's exciting. Um, and, and like you said, Rebecca, I think that the, the challenges are fun challenges mm-hmm. or, or they're they're exciting challenges because we don't get to do that a whole lot. Yeah, you know, we we or, or we don't know. It's like there are weeks we know that there are people, but it might be three people or two people. Yeah. But this time you're talking. There's at least the kids are at the in the beginning stages of their yeah. faith. When you see the kids in the room, you know you know you have to speak differently if you want to keep keep their attention. Yeah, and like things like the puppet show, and and I've you know most of the illustrations I'll use will come out of like Pixar movies at that point. You know, it's like that's where that's where you come from. John, yours your message was on the other side of this idea, this really again using the term monumental topic of the sovereignty of God. What was the challenge that you were trying to 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 to? What were the challenges that you were facing as you're entering into that that thought yeah. process or that? That that sermon because it is such a big and yeah. central th- uh, theological. Yeah, well, that, that is that is the challenge, and I said it uh, r- right up front that I'm going to try and keep the, the focus as narrow as possible, given the magnitude of the topic here, yeah. and it's really trying to <clears throat> trying to say something that is meaningful <clears throat> about something that is so beyond our imagining and so it's so big that is meaningful and useful and applicable. Mm-hmm. So that was really the challenge of fitting all that together into a single 25 minutes worth of, of conversation and that's and it, felt, that, it feels cheap to even say it out loud it, just now yeah. just to say golly what is funny is as i was listening to your your uh your sermon I, I was thinking i got volumes of books on my shelf and on my ipad that that unpack what you're, yeah, you're doing yeah. in 25 minutes yeah. and uh, i just i think it is it's such a challenge it, it yeah is I, have, a, I have a stack sitting right next to my desk right now that that's probably a foot tall of just the predestination and election yeah. and the topic that's coming up this week. There's yeah. just all these little pamphlets and things like that. And it's it, there's just been so much written about all this. Is that and that was the other thing for me. It was um, it was I was aware of and and even said so at the beginning that this is teeing up the next series. Yeah. So I wanted to make sure that it, it felt like and you guys are the ones who are going to be. Yeah. Swinging first, yeah, so thank, I, I, thanks I was, for that, by the way. I was a slow. I put a slow pitch over the middle. That if you if if you could just get your mind around, you know, the story of Joseph was a beautiful story of of the sovereignty of God. You know, it's it, they, the brother as he said to his brothers, "You meant it for harm. God meant it for good." God has plans and purposes that are way beyond what we can even imagine. So, what may seem like a hard thing, He will redeem it and use amazing, do amazing things with it. It was teeing up. For for what's I don't know if you coming. were thinking were you thinking I don't know if you were thinking about that as you were preparing but I certainly was aware that this is a I when I was preparing my monumental sermon <laughs> my, mon- that, <laughs> my monumental ser- the sorry. sermon about God being monumental um, I I didn't think about that but I was very thankful that you did that because I'm preaching in classic next week yeah. um, 
Zach, you'll have to, I'm have to set all set of climb that hurdle. <laughs> set all of it up. Yeah. Well, and, and, and that really leads us to where, where we are going next week. That uh, We are starting a brand new series um, on the Ordo Salutis, which we will unpack in the, in the sermons, a very uh, Latin term. You can go ahead and Google it and get ready for that. But uh, it's, it's talking about God's way of salvation, and we are tackling uh, very uh, – what a lot of people think of as touchy topics, predestination and election, but uh, – which I hope, and I think Rebecca feels the same way, will will feel more comforting in the end. More comforting in the end. Um, we got a chance to briefly talk about it um, bef- before okay. I was off. So um, that's, I have no memory of that conversation. I, I definitely do because I was thinking, how am I gonna? How, where, how, Twenty talk about twenty five minutes of predestination election when there's so much uh, baggage behind this language. Even, even twenty five hours of this leaves people with more questions than they have answers yeah. for. And I can't. I don't know about you. I can't guarantee that people aren't going to have more questions. They might. They're yeah. already asking them because yeah. after after yeah. the teaser on Sunday, they're already saying, "You, know, what are you going to do about evangelism? What are you going to say about?" You yeah. know, and yeah. Even during new member Free orientation, will. you know, oh, we're going to be covering this soon. I can't wait for that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, thanks for that. That's great. And and John's going to miss all of it. So I, you know, I, I I really I was predestined to be on vacation. However, this would be a lot of fun for me to be oh, to, to be here. I would love to be doing doing that. So well, we're going to be so Rebecca's going to be in classic as we just said this Sunday. I'll be in Vine uh, back again. And, and as we said earlier, Vine is going to be we're going to be in Loudon Hall like normal this week. It's going to be a little different visually, and then uh, we're going to be kind of rotating around. We'll talk more about that on Sunday. But if you it was predestined. If you missed uh, this week or this past Sunday or any Sunday, check out the website, fpclakeland.org, and check out the sermon archives. Uh, if you missed any one of our episodes, uh, make sure you uh, check out Armchair Preaching on Google Play, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcast, or Stitcher. As John already uh, mentioned, uh, teased out, we're going to be posting a special bonus episode of Armchair Preaching uh, later this week with uh, Dr. Greg Ogden, a conversation that John had with him. And uh, make sure you share it, subscribe, hit the like button, let people know uh, where you found us. And uh, John, thank you for being here. Good to be here. Good to have you back too. Have a great vacation. Uh, Rebecca, thanks for being here. You and I will be back together again next week uh, to talk about uh, how we unpack predestination and election. And we know everybody's going to be excited. Pumped up. (laughs) And uh, we'll see everybody next time. Thank you.